Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. So if you and or your team are still taking phone calls and receiving vendor supporting documentation via email, you need to authenticate that you are talking or communicating with your vendor. Please visit deborahrrichardson.com slash authentication where you will find a workshop on how to build an authentication reference. This is the answer to the question, are you communicating with your vendor or with a fraudster? Learn more today at Deborah R. Richardson slash authentication. Automation in accounts payable is not new, but many AP teams are turning to automation as we deal with continued, and I do mean continued, remote working. If a vendor self-registration portal is your automation, you don't want to miss this episode on lessons learned on the vendor team. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 114, Lessons Learned Implementing a Vendor Self-Registration Portal, Part 3, The Vendor Team. Now, as a result of the continued pandemic, many AP departments and uh, procurement teams have renewed their efforts to implement automation solutions that help with efficiency, productivity, and the reduction of fraud that has plagued many workers. This three-part series of episodes on lessons learned implementing a vendor self-registration portal may be able to provide you with that 2020 hindsight in advance to make the project go smoother. So in part one or episode 112, we talked about the portal. In part two, episode 113, we talked about the users. And now in part three, this episode, it is time to look at the vendor team. Now, in episode 112, part one, I talked about where these lessons learned came from in much more detail, but I did implement or led a team that implemented a global vendor registration or self-registration portal for over 140,000 active vendors across five different ERPs. And one thing that was definitely learned is that a critical contribution or the critical contribution of the vendor team is that they are key to a smooth pre and post implementation. So I have two lessons learned. The first one is to have backups for your key team members. 
projects can span years. Unfortunately, they can span years and things happen. If you are management, you are still overseeing normal operations. So you need to make sure the project tasks and details are understood by multiple employees. So if an an employee was out or employment statuses changed for whatever reason, the project timeline would not be affected. During the uh, timeline or during the uh, implementation of the vendor portal that I was involved with, I did have a couple of changes with team leads uh, because we had one employee leave and then I had to bring another employee up to take their place and then I had to bring uh, another employee up to take the employee's place that I replaced for the one that left, if that made any sense. Um, in any event, make sure you, you have multiple people that are trained so uh, you have that succession plan in place in case something happens. Okay, so the second lesson learned is to train your vendor maintenance team. Now, this may seem like a given, and it is, but it's still hard to do in practice. The requests or vendor requests don't stop coming in, and you cannot pull your team to focus on learning a new system. So here are some ideas based on what we did that worked well. Um, so the first one was to choose one or two leading uh, training leads. These are vendor maintenance team members that you will pull out of normal operations to focus on testing and becoming a SME uh, of the or subject matter expert of the portal. Have them update desktop procedures. Go Live will bring changes for the vendor maintenance team and these two team members can be their go-tos when they have questions and they will definitely have questions. So this can also be a great career and learning opportunity for the training leads. So if you have some uh, really good uh, uh, vendor maintenance team members and you're looking for a way to develop them, this is a way to do that. The next tip is to give them access to the test environment, give the whole team access so they get used to the look and feel of the portal and assign vendor setup scenarios a few times a week to help them learn the system and help keep it top of mind. Now, the last tip I have is to have at least a five-day period during cutover or the in-between time when you're no longer accepting uh, a regular uh, request via whatever system you have today, be it uh, email or if you have an online system that's kind of homegrown that, uh, and some, some accounting system or ERPs will have, uh, may have a way for you to submit tickets um, to, for vendor requests. So have at least a five-day period when only urgent requests will be processed. This gives the adequate downtime and again, allow that transition period between your last vendor master file update um, and deploying the vendor portal. Use that time for in-depth training with the team. This is near go time, near go live. And so you want to make sure that your um, uh, team doesn't have or any members of your team will have that deer in the headlights look when they come uh, for uh, uh, the first day of uh, working in the portal. 
which by the way, we thought we did. However, because the team didn't have as much hands-on, we didn't have the testing environment um, available for everyone at all times. When it came for day one of uh, Cutover Go Live, uh, of Go Live, we really did not have, didn't, didn't realize that um, we had some team members that weren't as familiar or maybe didn't remember. And so not only was productivity down, which was kind of expected, you know, day one, week one, but it also resulted in some morale, employee morale issues because uh, the expectation is that they would know how to use it and they did not fully know how to use it. And so, um, uh, that training for the vendor team is is very uh, um, necessary and just don't overlook that and don't teach them or train them initially and then kind of forget about it, you know, uh, and that can happen as projects get delayed. Make sure you keep them up to date and you keep, uh, keep the training fresh. And I know it's difficult because again, you still, everyone still has their day job, but you need to find a way to get that done. So that's it for the lessons learned for the vendor team. Now, as for the series of lessons learned with the portal, the users, the vendors, uh, the vendor team, some I did and some I wished I had done and now have that 2020 hindsight that I'm sharing with you. I am sure that anyone that has been involved in a vendor self-registration portal project may have more to add. So please feel free to include in the comments on whatever platform you're listening to this on or shoot me an email at Deborah at DebraRRichardson.com and I'll see about sharing that with everyone. But I'm sure everyone would appreciate any tips that you may have, any lessons learned um, so that they can make their portal journey go much smoother. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 114th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Mm-hmm.